The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk. There were more anti-immigration protests across the country last night, a few here in Dublin, while there was a protest in County Westmeath. Our chief reporter, Barry White, uh, joins me now. Uh, Barry, you were at the protest outside Column Barracks in Mullingar. So why were people protesting? Hi, Pat. Good morning. Yeah, so basically the Department of Integration are currently working in cooperation with the Defence Forces on a plan to use Column Barracks and Mullingar's temporary refugee accommodation. Now, this will involve 120 asylum seekers living in five tents, and this site will be used as emergency accommodation. So it's expected that anyone who stays at this site will be there no longer than three weeks. And from the correspondence I've seen from the Department of Integration, asylum seekers are expected to move into this site at the end of the month. Now, around 300 people turned out at this protest in Mullingar last night. And amongst locals' concerns were what they say are about no consultation, while they also say a number of community sporting and youth groups use this site. And I spoke to these protesters at last night's uh, rally. I just don't like what's happening in our local barracks and uh, it's the amount of uh, grown men and uh, we don't know their origins or we don't know, they're not being vetted. And it's just worrying on our, and we're so close to schools, housing estates, and how are you going to entertain uh, 150 men? Are they uh, supposed to be kept in there, impounded? I'm not, I'm not racist by no means, live and I live. And I, um, I love diversity, but this is a bit overwhelming. You say you're not racist, but there will be some people who will say this. And I'm only speaking my, for myself, and I'm a genuine, I'm genuine, I'm a, I'm a concerned uh, citizen of Ireland. But I had to come out tonight in solidarity with my other people that are here. My first protest. That's how I feel so strong. Your first ever protest? Uh, I did it around the water, but we all did it dead. Who are these men? Where did they come from? What have they done before they came here? And what do they intend on doing while they're here? It's a, it's a, that's a fair question. We don't know what kind of people are coming into our country. and We've got children and we don't know who these men are. None of them are guarded beds. So it's just to look after our children, really. What are your concerns regarding your children? My concerns are because none of these are guarded vet and everything. There's nothing like about any of them that are coming in. But at the same time, these people coming in, they, they may be harmless, they're human beings. Yeah, half of them could be harmless, but half of them might not be. We'd never have a protest in Mullingar. There'd never be a protest in Mullingar like this. But they're moving 120 men into an army barracks in the town where there's women and children passing every day of the week going to schools. They're surrounded with schools and these people can come in and not, not a word is said about them. They're not even vetted, they're nothing. They can walk into a town and they can be housed in the army barracks that was closed down in this town and moved. The soldiers taken out of this town, what was reared, the families were reared in this town in that barracks. And yet they're taken out and moved to Athlone and now they're filling them with, with all these refugees. They're coming in a busloads, all designer tracksuits and runners and everything on them. And they're, they're where are they coming from? No one knows. But at the same time, the men coming in could be harmless? There could be. Ooh, a lot to unpack there, uh, Barry. Uh, there seem to be a number of concerns, all male, number one, you know, they would perhaps be less fearful if there were a mixture of families yeah, so and so on. The Department of Integration say it's going to be 120 meals living in five tents originally, but there will also be porter cabins built in the site, which will accommodate women and children eventually as well. 
Uh, okay. Uh, the other uh, aspect of this is no guard the vetting, but as you pointed out in yesterday's report, 40% of people arrive with fake documentation or zero documentation. How do you vet a person about whom you have no secure identity? Uh, that's uh, It's a huge problem. Yeah, and people are asking questions about this, but I suppose Garda Epat are also raising concerns about these anti-immigration protests. Uh, I spoke to Garda sources who tell me there is a fear that some of the protests that have a right-wing element could turn nasty. There's been over 70 of these anti-immigration protests in the last month. Um, and I've been to some of the ones in Dublin. There are some anti-social elements to some of these protests. Now, I must point out that the protest in Mullingar last night was peaceful. However, uh, we've seen in Dublin in the past week groups of masked men marching towards a Garda station in Finglas. While Pat, some of the stuff have some have come across online is quite shocking. People threatening to attack and burn down certain properties. And we have even had cases of people walking into direct provision centres and making threats. I think peaceful protest is one thing, but when it becomes threatening, I think most people will agree that that is a step too far. And some of these protests have been very intimidating for asylum seekers uh, when they take place outside the properties they're living mm-hmm. in. And I've been speaking to some asylum seekers about this. I think there's maybe 50% of people don't accept us. You know. In the first few months, we find it like so difficult because people, there's like people don't want us uh, here. And like we work in the street, and if anyone comes with a car in front of you, you say like, go back to your home. People shouted that to you while you're out. Yeah, I see that. I live that. Yeah. Like, what would you say to those people who would shout that? to you because no, they no. don't they don't know you they don't give you like the opportunity to communicate with him they just say go back and I don't know like if any if anyone of us like do bad thing they take like the first impression of us like we are all bad no. it's always the minority uh, we don't say there is um, they're all perfect all people coming here there is Good apples and bad apples anywhere you go, you know. I'm not Have saying. you been made feel welcome in Ireland? I mean, I can, uh, how can I say? Basically, what I've saw here, like, there's a lot of habitants came in here saying, like, you're not welcome and, you know, but it's kind of sad. Like, because um, they don't even know the people, why they are here, if they here because the life is in danger back home you know it's everyone has their own situation you see and it's kind of sad because uh, we all know but irish people are friendly you know and like they're always like lived in different places like scotland england the most here are educated are have a good uh, good picture so I, I hope the Irish people don't take a bad picture about all asylum seekers. Have you been made feel welcome in Ireland? Mm, there's a lot of um, friendly Irish here and there's a lot from there. I think they are, um, they are afraid, they are, I don't know. But I hope one day they will uh, understand. 
Now, some of the texts coming in, I have to say, listening to the protests and the language people use about uh, immigrants, as an Irishman, it makes me sick. We have gone all over the world as a people and integrated into societies that didn't want us and treated us appallingly. Places like London, New York, who looked down on the Irish many, many years ago. And uh, yet we are proud that we helped build those countries into what they are. And now we have a small moronic part of society thinking that they have the right to behave like fascists and treat people and isolate people like subhumans because they came here for help. Everything, racism, fascism, far-right ideals, start somewhere and you only have to give them a small opportunity to grow and it will be so. It's up to the government to put plans in place and laws in place if necessary to stamp this out now or it will get a lot worse. It sounds very dramatic, but look at what we've learned in history and in Germany in the 1930s and the 1940s. Everything starts somewhere, the good and the bad. And if you let it grow, grow it will. We need to stop it now. Uh, Someone else says, can someone explain to me what guard the vetting is done on every person that moves into a community each and every day of the week? But no. We're not racist, says that texter. Uh, Neve says, I think the government is on the wrong path. People are protesting at the numbers of single men entering communities with nothing to do all day except hang around outside looking for a way to make or get money. That's what the problem is. Uh, should single men who come to Ireland as tourists be vetted too, says John in Yol. Now, John is being a bit disingenuous when you've got 120 single men with nothing to do all day and living in a tent. You know, tensions are bound to rise. Uh, the, you know, the, the lad's going off, uh, you know, to, to work on construction in the UK in the early 50s. I'm sure there were rows and troubles when uh, tempers got a bit frayed. That would be in the normal course of events. Anyway, Barry, some politicians are calling for a stop to protests that actually take place outside accommodation where uh, the migrants are staying. Yeah, they have. Look, the House Minister Darrell O'Brien was on News Talk Breakfast earlier today and he was condemning the protests. The Justice Minister Simon Harris condemned the protests yesterday and a bill has been introduced by Fianna Fáil Senator Malcolm Byrne which would prohibit protests outside the homes of politicians and it's understood this could also be extended to direct provision centres well, there have also been calls for Gardaí to be given powers to prevent people from staging demonstrations outside where refugees are being accommodated. Now, People Before Prophet TD Paul Murphy says he doesn't think protests should ever be banned, but he says people should think about the right-wing elements who they are protesting along with. What has happened is that um, a relatively small group of people who are organised in various far-right organisations have very consciously sought to take those legitimate angers and concerns and point them not at the big corporate landlords or the private developers or the government, but instead to point those angers wrongly at people who are fleeing from war and persecution, be it in Ukraine or Syria or Yemen or or anywhere else. And I think that's effectively the mix that we've seen in terms of what's developed, what are very concerning um, uh, protests taking place. What do you make of this element of the protest, this kind of sinister, threatening element? Yeah, I would encourage people. I mean, even if they're not going to agree with me about you know every aspect of politics or whatever, to just have a look at who they might be protesting alongside. Um, I don't think it's an accident, for example, that it is Sinn Féin and people for profit and the left that are being targeted at these protests by the far right. Um, and I encourage people 
to just think twice about whether they want to be involved in protesting alongside people who are, for example, last night there was a call by a masked man to, to burn down the centres where refugees are, are living. Have you been threatened yourself? Y- yeah, comments on social media of a, of a threatening uh, character. I, I, think, I think there is a real danger that someone is going to get very seriously injured or even killed here. Um, I don't think the most likely person that that's going to happen is to an elected representative. I I think the most likely victims here are going to be um, migrants of some sort or even Irish people who aren't white. Is it fair, though, that everyone who protests over immigration is branded as right-wing? Because I've spoke to some people who tell me they have concerns about who has been placed in their community. And look, we've seen a report yesterday on News Talk that 5,000 people came in last year without travel documents or fake documents. And this is resulting in people asking questions. I'm not saying that anybody who has questions or even anybody who goes on protests are are far right. I, I am pointing out the truth that at the core of a lot of these protests are people who have a long record of of far-right activities in far-right organisations and political uh, parties. But what I would say to the very many people who have, you know, real questions is people are fleeing. Like, people don't flee their country and go somewhere else for the laugh. Uh, Interesting. They often flee, though, for a job. That's the truth of it. Barry, um, the question of the right to protest, I mean, that report you mentioned uh, that you had yesterday, over 5,000 asylum seekers arriving here with fake or no travel documentation. And some of the people in Mullingar you talked to, they cited the fact that we don't know who they are and can't know who they are. And that's their, their worry. I mean, they could be, you know, doctors of philosophy or they could be hoodlums. Who knows? Yeah, I think people uh, do have a lot of uh, questions here and that is, you hear them asking those questions at these protests and I don't think everyone who is taking part in these protests can be branded far right. Like at that protest in Mullingar last night, I asked anyone I spoke to and I spoke to dozens of people. I asked them had they ever protested before and the majority of people, say around 60%, told me that the last time they protested was over the water charges. So, you know, that was a left-wing protest but now they're out protesting something that's been branded right-wing. I can't make head or, head or tail of it. Um, I mean, the question is, are they being manipulated by the far right? You know, that's that might be it. I think in some cases they are. But when there's no consultation, people don't know what's happening in their town or village. And they have questions to to ask. They go on social media and then there's so many false rumours in social media and they start believing this rubbish then. And you hear it being spouted out at some of the protests. Um, And look, yeah, I think if there was more consultation with the government, then maybe these protests wouldn't happen. And look, I've spoke to lots of asylum seekers this week as well, Pats, and they've told me, like there's no effort to integrate them into local communities as well. You know, maybe if they were integrated and the people got to know that they were human beings, then the protests wouldn't happen. Mm. So I think the government really need to improve communication here with local communities. And look, I've been speaking to former Justice Minister Michael McDowell. He says he understands why some people are protesting. He says not everyone should be branded far right. The government is, is, is at the cold face, so to speak. But the opposition does constantly demand more and more provision for asylum seeking, uh, and they, uh, I, I mean, I don't remember, I don't remember any opposition party taking a coherent position on this. And even forget about the people who are protesting, I don't think anybody should protest outside the direct revision centre, but there is people around the country now who, there was a poll at the weekend, 50% say they disagree with the government's immigration policies, like all those people can't be 
branded right wing. No, they aren't all right wing, and I mean, and, and they're not all mistaken either. Um, I mean, it's it's the, the funny thing is they they were asked did they agree with the government's uh, um, immigration policies. I don't see the policy. I don't see what the limits are, what the quotas are, what what the um, how we deal with economic migration posing as asylum seeking. I don't see a coherent response from government to all of that. I I I've, I don't see the deportation flights. You you've you've sought from the Department of Justice up to date figures to show what percentage or to seek uh, to seek to find out what percentage of of, of persons claiming international protection are actually afforded how many of them just disappear into the woodwork uh, having remained here for some time um, those figures should be out in the open and they're not they're not state secrets and i think to some extent we're a bit embarrassed to reveal them because um uh, it, it it would show that the system is is failing yeah, it's interesting, Barry, uh, that Justine McCarthy has a piece in the Irish Times today, an opinion piece. Uh, the government needs to acknowledge its role in creating the tinderbox of xenophobia. And just to quote, the spurning of economic immigrants arriving on Irish shores while seeking special status for Ireland's own economic immigrants abroad is the sort of do what I say, not do what I do double standard that gives sucker to xenophobic agitators worming their ideology of hate into the public mindset. So, you know, read the room is what the message is to the government, I suppose. Barry White, our chief reporter, uh, thank you very much for... The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk. Uh, joining us 